What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Petty Revenge. So it's been raining here all morning, and I decided, well, what better time than now to do a video? Of course, now that I've started my video, the sun's shining, everybody and their grandmother's out on their golf carts or in their four-wheel drives with no mufflers. <laughs> so hopefully you guys won't hear any of it, but if you do, now you know why. Last day here at the campsite, so I'm going to try to get this done quickly. That way I can get out and do something with the kids, go climb some rocks, dunk in the pool, whatever. Uh, before we got to pack up tomorrow and drive back south again. Alright, let's do some petty revenge. Ruin my house? Enjoy your surprise. So a friend of mine was recently gifted a house from her grandmother. Her aunt and aunt's ex had been living there and she was moving out. The ex had been staying there until everything was finalized. A few days before taking possession, my friend and her boyfriend did a walkthrough to see what work needed to be done to get it move-in ready. Usual things like painting and whatnot. Fast forward a few days to possession day and they go in. The ex had taken all the doorknobs off every door except the front and played hockey in the kitchen and put holes in all the walls and destroyed the floor in the room that was to be for my friend's daughter. Her grandmother doesn't want to cause any issues because the guy's kind of nuts and just wants the headaches to be over. Well, he still has some boxes and bags of belongings in the basement to come and get, but he also has a large dog. He never cleaned up after the dog, and so the backyard is full of large dog piles. Now the backyard is cleaned up, and his boxes and bags have a lovely moving out present for him. Steal my doorknobs and destroy my house? Keep your shit. Uh, literally. <laughs> this is funny. Oh, well, it's funny and it's also sad because there's a lot of people out there like this. If they don't own something, even if they're paying to live there, like, these people, you know, they sound like total moochers, uh, probably never helped pay any bill in their life, were getting what they could get, and then just as one last, you know, F you on their way out, they decided that they were going to destroy everything inside the house by playing hockey or whatever. Maybe it was literal hockey, I don't know, but either way, it doesn't matter. People will destroy anything if they don't have any ownership in it. I've seen people that pay rent to do that. I've seen people that live in a house they pay a mortgage on and don't respect it. It's just amazing, man. I don't understand how people can stand to live in filth and be just nasty. Now, I will be the first to admit I'm lazy and disorganized. Not a great combination. But one thing I'm not is dirty. And there is a difference. Uh, and I also don't go around destroying my own property with sports equipment. So there's that. I don't know. I planted my stuffed cheese bread with meat so my vegetarian roommates would stop eating my food without asking. I posted this on r slash am I the a-hole and people were telling me this sub would love it. So here it is. As the title says, my roommates are vegetarian and they still always eat my food. Our lease is almost up and I'm moving out in a couple weeks anyway. A couple weeks ago I got some cheese bread from a pizza place and only had a few pieces. I left the rest in the fridge so I could have it when I got home from work the next day. The next day I get home, grab the box of cheese bread and open it and they left me one piece. Mind you, I ate only a few pieces the previous day so I had about more than half remaining. I asked if they ate it and they admitted to it because they were drunk. They always just eat my food if it can fit their vegetarian diet, and they never asked me. Just a few months ago I bought 10 boxes of mac and cheese because they were on sale 10 for $10. They ate 8 boxes and I only had 2. That was supposed to be a last resort option for me for when I didn't have enough money or didn't feel like making food, and they never once offered me any of my food when they made it. So today I just went and got some pizza, bread, and wings. I already know they're going to eat the pizza and just take the meat off. However, I ended up getting stuffed cheese bread and I asked if they could put pepperoni inside it. The restaurant agreed. 
So now I'm just waiting until my roommates get home, eat my stuff without telling me, just so I can enjoy the satisfaction of telling them that they ate meat. Don't eat my food if you're not going to ask. F around and find out. I would love to know the update to this story, and there was none in the original posting, so we'll see what happens with that. Second thing is, they probably won't care. They're probably only vegetarian just to try to impress somebody, a girl, a boy, whatever, or just be, so they can have a cause. Next step to that is going to be, and, and I'm not saying there aren't real vegetarians out there, and there is something to be said for a vegetarian diet to a point. Um, you know, I go in excess the other direction, but how are you just going to pick meat off of something and then say you're still a vegetarian? I mean, you know, the fat and the juices and everything, it's all cooked in. Like, yeah, somebody's pretending somewhere here. But anyway, I digress. And just like the last story, moochers. People that are lazy, cheap, arrogant, assumes everybody owes them something in the world. Uh, these are the type of people that will go to a job interview and say, Oh, my, I'm sorry, 9 o'clock start time is not good for me. I don't get up till 9, so can we do like 11, 11.30? That's what I'm envisioning out of people that do this kind of crap. I don't care if you're in high school, college, or whatever. You don't take somebody else's crap without asking not offer them any of it when you're making it or heating it up or whatever. Don't offer to pay anything towards what you've eaten. Okay, so you were drunk and you slipped up and you ate all my crap. Okay, fork it over. Like, reimburse me for my shit. Nope, that's too much for people. It's it's an arrogance is what it is. It's a sense of entitlement and uh, people are horrible for it. And I had no tolerance for anyone like that, so. Recruit someone to bully me? Have fun being dishonorably discharged. This took place a couple years ago when I was 19. I met a 22-year-old at a bar. Let's call him Jake. We hooked up, became somewhat friends, and stayed in contact for maybe a month. He told me that he was moving across the country pretty shortly for a job. I didn't think much of it. When I found out that our social circles crossed, I was pretty open about hooking up with him. Everyone told me that he was known for having several STDs throughout his college career, and that he pretty much lied to me about his entire identity, including him saying that he doesn't have a girlfriend. I was still friends with Jake and casually confronted him about the allegations because I not only wanted him to confirm or deny their validity, I also wanted to let him know that his friends were airing out his dirty laundry. He didn't respond well to this. He started calling me a bunch of names and threatening me by saying he was going to ruin my career. When all was said and done, he blocked me on everything. I never contacted his girlfriend, although I really thought about it. I thought it was over. Months later, I meet a guy outside my college dorms. Let's call him Kyle. Jake had already moved 2,000 miles away. I immediately hit it off with Kyle. We became more than friends rather quickly and started doing everything together. I remember studying with him in my dorm and seeing a notification from Jake pop up on his phone. Nothing at all had suggested that the two even knew one another before this. He quickly swiped it away and I didn't say anything about it. A few nights later I was spending the night with Kyle and his friend at his parents house. After Kyle fell asleep, Kyle's friend pulled me aside and told me that Kyle isn't who I think he is. I was shocked and confused. I grabbed Kyle's phone and started looking through it. To my surprise, there was an entire group chat with Kyle, Jake, and their friends about me. Their intention was to gather information about me, try to bait me into saying inappropriate or offensive things to sabotage my odds of getting into law school, while simultaneously trying to make me fall in love with Kyle for laughs. I put Kyle's phone back, blocked him on everything, and never spoke to any of them again. This incident was pretty traumatic for me, to the point where I still think about it two years later. So I did some digging. Come to find out, Jake was a pretty high-ranking officer and a literal pilot in the military at this point. I also found out that he had two DUIs from around the time I met him. I had a friend go on his Instagram account and screenshot all photos of him that suggest substance abuse issues. There were a lot. 
There were photos of him hugging three bottles of vodka, tagged photos of him passed out drunk, captions bragging about being thrown out or banned from places for being too drunk, and photos of him in his military uniform bragging about his rank. I took the arrest logs and all the social media posts and sent them to 15 plus HR employees from his branch. I spoke about how egregious it is to allow people with multiple DUIs and ongoing substance abuse issues to not only represent this branch of the military publicly, but to also allow them to literally fly an aircraft. They took this very seriously. I heard through a friend that he's now living with his mom again and had been dishonorably discharged. Edit. Correction about his ranking. He was a second lieutenant. I thought this was somewhat high ranking, but I'm now learning that it's not. Rank be damned. If he was a pilot or even worked anywhere on an aircraft, it doesn't matter. If he was on a ship, on an aircraft, navigator, loadmaster, I don't give a crap. If the guy's got issues and he's obviously got some maturity issues where he's trying to get you knotted up some way for, out of spite for some reason, then screw him. Who cares? He lives with his mom now. He got a discharge. He won't get really much of any kind of benefits out of the deal. And uh, good for you. And just to touch on my boomer gene just a little, um, people really need to stop hooking up with people so fast. <laughs> it's Especially in this day and age. Back when I was younger, back in my day, um, you know, hooking up with somebody was a little different. We didn't have cameras, cell phones, recording devices, social media. Uh, we always had rumors. Rumors have been around since the dawn of time, and they will always be around. You still got to watch for the STD thing, but in this day and age, especially with social media, it's just so easy for people to play these childish games, and you know they're going to. So the only reason I say don't hook up with people so fast is mostly just for self-preservation purposes. Uh, otherwise, you know, do what you want, but yeah. I don't know, man. If I was single again, I'd be screwed. I'd, I'd be, in fact, I'd probably move into this camper full time and just do these videos and get an extra couple cats. Because going out and finding love these days is, uh, yeah, that's not a game I want to play. Friend tried to steal from my hobby shop, so I took his hobby. I used to own a hobby shop that dealt in games and comics. One of my regular customers was a middle-aged family guy named John. Uh-oh, not me. There's a particular collectible card game that was pretty much his only hobby. I was the only place in town running events for it, and the community grew really fast for the game. It was some of my funnest years with the shop. John was at every event. One day he came in to buy things, and tried to pass off a fake gift certificate with a large number on it. I was stunned that he would try this. He has one of his little daughters with him even. He made the copy at home. This was at a time I wasn't using the striped swappable gift cards, and I immediately knew it was fake. I quietly told him I knew it wasn't real and that he needed to leave. Then after stewing on it for a few days, I reached out and told him he wasn't welcome back. He apologized and I never saw or heard from him again. I didn't tell our mutual friends, but he told them what I did. The community for the game grew so big that I had to expand to another tournament day. Between work and family time, John only had one day of the week he could game, and I knew a few of the players that were going to his house to play. So I announced a new tournament day, which was his only free day and everyone started coming to the shop instead of his house every week. Years later, I heard he got tired of buying new products and rarely being able to play, so he tried to offload his collection, but the game was dying at that point, and a lot of the cards basically were worthless. Yeah, I don't consider that too petty. Um, you know, if you're going to try to thieve from me, then F you. I have no time for a thief. No sympathy. Nothing. You know, I've had people that were so-called friends that would try to get one over on me by taking advantage of my time, my money, my kindness, my food, my family, my house. Oh my god, this fly's driving me nuts.
I don't deal well with being taken advantage of at all. If somebody asks me straight up, hey, listen, it's been a tough month, tough year, whatever. Can I get a little help? If I have it, I'll do it. But don't try to play me because in the end, that's one game you're not going to win. And by the way, if people do that to you, they're not your friends. And they never were. Doctor refuses to do his job. Let's do this then. Or is it let's do this then? I don't know. To set the story, I have epilepsy that is controlled as long as I take my medication. This means I'm allowed to drive. I just have to have my neurologist fill out a form basically giving me permission at least once a year. Since I'm controlled, I usually only have maintenance appointments about once a year. I'm also married with four kids. So my being able to drive is important to our daily routine. It's also important to know that my husband has a job where every four to eight years we have to move. This takes place about one or two years ago with our most recent move. When we move, one of the first things I do is find doctors and schedule appointments for everyone. After getting established with a general doctor, I got a referral to the local neurology department. To go anywhere else is like a 40 minute drive. Day of the first appointment comes and everything goes smothly. No red flags. I've been in the medical rodeo here in the US for as long as I can remember, so I can usually sense a bad doctor quickly. The hospital doesn't have the best reputation, so I was cautiously optimistic. After that appointment, I was hopeful. Big mistake. A couple months later, I get the yearly letter from the state in the mail requesting a new driving form be filled out by my neurologist. I call my neurologist and find out their procedure. They tell me I can drop it off and they'll send it in. My husband offers to take it on his way to work because it's just down the road from work and he knows I hate their parking lot. He drops it off and we assume all is good. They usually give you about six months to get this form in. So about six months later, I receive a letter from the state saying the form was never received and my license is suspended. Obviously, I'm wondering what the hell happened. I did everything on my end, so I call the doctor's office. This is when the nightmare begins. After that annoying menu all doctor's offices have when you call, I finally reach a real person. I tell her the situation and ask if they sent the form. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Dr. Smith doesn't fill out forms. He just throws those away. <laughs> what? A moment of silence because I was caught off guard by that one. I called several months ago and was assured if I dropped it off, he would fill it out and send it in. Sorry, he won't fill that out. He literally has us throw them straight in the trash. He's required by the state to fill out this form. Does he need me to walk him through it? At this point, I was angry and my husband, who was listening, offered to take over. He knew I was about to go off and thought if he kept calm, it could be worked out. He's also familiar with the crappy medical system and has helped people talk to doctors before. It comes with his job. My husband was on the phone for over an hour and had to call a patient advocate at the hospital to get them to do anything. I was stewing nearby and growing more and more angry. When he hung up, he said the doctor's office reluctantly agreed to fill out the form and the head nurse and patient advocate would make sure it got done. If it had ended there, I might have let things go and just moved on to another doctor. But no, they filled out the form wrong at least three times. These forms are super easy and take doctors maybe 30 seconds to fill out for me. I've watched them fill it out. He basically kept checking a box that implied he didn't treat me for epilepsy and my general doctor had to do it, meaning this lazy ass was trying to get someone else to do it. The flaw in that though is I grew up dealing with this crap and I was by now very educated on how this was supposed to go. So I called him again. I decided to unleash my anger. Neurology department, how can I help you? I've sent over my form from the state four times now to be filled out. Once it was thrown out, three times it was filled out wrong. I need Dr. Smith to fill out this form today. Your general doctor is supposed to do it. My general doctor doesn't treat my epilepsy. Dr. Smith does. Are you stupid? The doctor treating my epilepsy has to fill it out. It's pretty easy, actually, but if it's that hard for the doctor, I can walk him through it. Or I can call my old neurologist and she can teach him. It's really not required. We don't have to do that. 
Nice try. I've been doing this for over 10 years. State law requires you fill out this form. Do I need to talk to a lawyer? Oh, uh, um, yeah, just come by and it'll be taken care of. My husband, the mediator, stepped in and drove to the hospital with me to get this taken care of. When we get there, he can tell the drive just gave me more time to build more anger. He asked if he could take the form in for me. I happily handed over the form where I had highlighted what needed to be filled out and also written step-by-step instructions on how to fill out the form. I also reminded him if this went wrong again, I would be suing and to let them know I would be reporting him to the state medical board. He was at first concerned that the state wouldn't take a highlighted form, but I knew they could very easily print a new one off. He took it and instead of handing it to the desk, he asked for the head nurse. He waited till it was filled out and had printed proof that it had been sent in. I looked at the copy and knew the nurse trying to desperately resolve an unwinnable situation had forged the doctor's signature. No hate to the nurse, she just had a shitty boss. After I got confirmation I had my license again, I reported them to the hospital board, filed complaints anywhere in the hospital that could hold them accountable, and made a detailed complaint to the state medical board. I also left scathing reviews online as well. I found a new neurologist 40 minutes away and the drive is a nice break away from the kids. Shortly after I reported to the state medical board, I received a letter stating they were opening an investigation into his conduct and that entire department's conduct. They also asked that I fill out a form stating I was okay with the investigation and yada yada yada. I filled it out and faxed it over. I found out about a year later that apparently he now has signs hanging everywhere basically saying if you're mean to me, I'll be mean to you. (laughs) The people said they saw those signs and left and decided also 40 minutes wasn't that bad of a drive. I was also told since that they've had trouble keeping supporting staff in that department. I assumed there was some sort of consequences for him to hang signs everywhere. I typed this on my phone so sorry about any formatting problems or grammatical errors. I don't know about the legalities, I know every state's different. Some states, it is the law. If he's if he signed on as your doctor, he has to fill out the forms for you. It may take them a while. Sometimes they have all the time in the world, and they could make your stuff late and yada yada yada. But still, even if it even if it's legal for him to say that, it's not legal for him to take it on and not do anything with it or to just throw it out. I can almost guarantee that. Uh, and it's just bad business. Besides, yeah, you may be hospital affiliated, but that doesn't mean that you don't have any consequences. Now, a private doctor who's not hospital affiliated, their consequences can come a lot quicker and swifter because it's like a teacher that's not tenured. They can be, well, they can't be fired, but people will stop going there and then their practice just shuts down. Some of them will try to hang on a little longer by taking on more partners or whatever, or trying to become hospital affiliated, but eventually that stuff is going to catch up with you no matter what. So the bottom line is don't be a dick. Alright guys, thanks for spending a little bit of your day with me today. I hope you enjoyed the stories. And if you did stay this long and you enjoyed them or didn't enjoy them or whatever, you know what to do. Alright guys, till the next one, we'll see you.